0: This is the Word of God from the Household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Inviting the Holy Spirit to do what only He can do in this house. What only He can do in this house. It's not going to be about anybody, it's going to be about His very personal presence in our midst and how He will remove yokes, how He's going to lift people up, how He's going to break chains, and how He's going to set people at the places that they are meant to be. I don't know what the problem is But right now in the name of Jesus That person is getting healed in the name of Jesus There's a lady that has an issue under her abdomen There's pain I don't know what the challenge is right now But this morning the power of God is hitting you In the mighty name of Jesus Can you just stretch out your hand and receive whatever healing you need whatever strengthening you need whatever deliverance you need just receive it right now in the mighty name of jesus receive it in faith he does wonders in our midst he does wonders in our midst There's somebody that has a specific debt. You need to pay that debt. You need to pay that debt right now. As in, it is urgent. It is urgent. If you are the one, you can raise your hand and receive your, your, your payment. Receive your payment right now in the name of Jesus. Receive your supply right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you Father. Baba 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 Thank you for all the testimonies you have been giving us in the household of David. Thank you for what you are doing this morning. Thank you because those that have been forgotten or feel that they have been forgotten this morning, they are being remembered in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because every wrong voice is being removed from the minds of your children in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, we give you all the praise because you are a good god because you are our father and we are your children you have loved us with an everlasting love thank you mighty god we give you all the glory this morning we just submit this service into your hand and we ask holy spirit do wonders in this house do wonders in this house in the mighty name of jesus thank you father in jesus name we are praying can somebody celebrate god this morning i want you to jump to on your feet i want you to jump i want you to dance i want you to see god doing wonders in your midst hallelujah hallelujah amen amen just greet somebody by your left and your right say good morning this is your time this morning you are receiving your miracle in the mighty name of jesus I want you to say that again intentionally you know there's something powerful about the word of god in the mouth of a believer you are not just speaking it to make the other person feel good there's power in your mouth there's power in your mouth. So when you are when you have you come to receive from God, yes, God has made several ways to give you your blessing. He has given you the, the opportunity of receiving from the ministration of the choir. He has given you for the opportunity of receiving from the from the person that is ministering. But he's also giving you the opportunity from receiving from the person beside you. So I want you to speak again to your neighbor. and bless that neighbor. Give that neighbor a prophecy. Tell that neighbor something powerful. Something good say it intentionally in the mighty name of Jesus hallelujah amen let's give glory to God can we put our hands together for the Lord as we take our seats amen I want someone to remember it's not that you have not heard it before it's not as if you've not known it before. But I want, some remind, I want to remind someone that God is good. As in really, I'm not speaking Christianese. God is good. God is good. Irrespective of the situations around us. You see, God is good when your bank account is full. God is good when your bank account needs filling. God is good when you are feeling agile in your body. God is good when you are not feeling so nice but God is good God is good you need to remember that in every circumstance God is good he's a good God Jesus said do not be afraid little children it is the father's pleasure to give you the kingdom throughout Jesus life on earth he showed the attributes of the father generosity kindness, forgiveness. This is the God that we serve. God is good. And it's not a theoretical thing we're talking about. It is real. God wants to be good to you and he wants to be personal to you. So, always remember that. Always have that at the back of your mind. No matter the situation you are, you, you see yourself or what other people think about you, it doesn't matter. God is good. God is what? And his mercies endures forever. Hallelujah. Before I go on, I just want to appreciate our senior pastors in the house, Pastor Shola and Pastor Abigail of Shumakide. Can you celebrate them? Now I want you to celebrate them like you are happy that they are your pastors. Amen. Thank you, Ma, for the opportunity to share God's word with His children. Let's open to the book of Joel, chapter two. I'm going to be very, very fast. Joel chapter two, verse twenty-eight. So let me give you a little background about this scripture. So the people of Judah were going through a time where they were having some challenges because of their disobedience to God, okay? And then God was telling them, these are the things that are going to happen, that might happen, you know, if you move out of alignment with me. But God didn't just stop there. Why he told them that? He told them that if you repent, look, all those things, they are nothing compared to the blessings that I want to give you. Everything that you think you might have lost, Or you might have missed out, I'm going to restore it. You are going to restore it. So, whatever situation, whatever thing that you might see in your life that you feel you have missed out, or you might have been a little late to get to, it's not a problem with God. God is a restorer. He's a restorer. So, He told them, I'm going to do many things for you. I'm going to bless your bread and water. I'm going to restore the years that the locusts have eaten. And then beyond that, he now caused Joel to have an inspiration that was beyond the matters that he was discussing. So Joel was giving an inspired utterance to Judah concerning the situations that they were in. But beyond that, God gave something to Joel again. He said in verse 28, And it shall come to pass that afterward I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. The next verse, please. And also on my men's servants and my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So beyond all the blessings that God had promised them, God told them, I'm going to give you something even greater. Something that is bigger than money something that is bigger than influence, something that is bigger than honor that you are seeking for, something that is bigger than maybe the spouse that you are looking for, I'm going to give you my spirit. You might be wondering how is that a big deal? How is that a big deal? So let's move 800 years forward. Jesus is on the scene. He has been working for three and a half years with his disciples. Let's go to John chapter 14. He had been working for three and a half years with his disciples. They had been doing miraculous things on the face of the earth. The the disciples had seen Jesus heal the sick. They had seen Jesus raise the dead. They had seen Jesus multiply multiply bread and fishes. And it's it's interesting that everything that Jesus did was a testament to how God wants to be personal with you. Do you understand what i'm saying see we have bills did you know that these disciples they had bills to pay they had a bill to pay they had to pay taxes and they went to the, to jesus when they didn't have any money they said what do we do and then jesus brought out money from a fish when they were hungry jesus multiplied the little that they had. they had when they were when peter's mother was sick jesus rebuked the fever and when it was even to the point of no return, in quotes, that people had died, Jesus raised up Lazarus from the dead. Jesus was personal with them. So you can see how the disciples had looked at Jesus and you know, they, they were just so awesome, they were just so amazed at what he was doing. Do you know that even when the Pharisees wanted to rebuke the disciples, Jesus defended them. The Pharisees came to them and, to them and said, why are your, your your disciples, why are they not fasting? And Jesus, what did Jesus say? Leave them alone. It's not their time to fast. Do you know that God. <laughs> Do you know that God is well aware of you? He's well aware of whatever you are facing. And he is intentional about blessing you. He is. So, all the disciples, all the disciples had, they had been through with Jesus through all these times and then Jesus was coming to the end of his ministry and he said something. He said, I've done everything that God has asked me to do. It's time for me to leave. Now, look at everything that the disciples had, been, had experienced. They had left their homes. They had left their businesses just to follow this one man. And truly, throughout the three and a half years, they had enjoyed it. Now this man is saying, I'm leaving you. But he said, Don't let you. he said, I'm not going to let you alone. John chapter 14, verse 16. John chapter 14, verse 16. And I will pray the father, and I will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever next verse the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and will be with you translation say that when jesus was talking about another helper he was saying whatever you think that you have experienced because i was with you that person is going to be just like me i want to remind you my brothers and sisters of the ministry of the holy spirit the ministry of the holy spirit a man defined or he defined the holy spirit as jesus the person of jesus without any borders or limitations any borders or limitations that is who the holy spirit is to us everything that the holy that jesus was was doing on the face of the earth the holy spirit is is there To give us the same and even much more. Amen. Amen. This is so important because this is the difference between our relationship with God and religion. This is the difference between trying to please God, trying to do things to please God, and then knowing that I have God living in me. All throughout history, Man has been trying to find a way to appease God, trying to look for God. And then and then man could not could not contain could not contain what God wanted to do on earth. So they used to put God in a temple. I mean, they used to allocate God to a temple, to a, a tabernacle, but at the end of the day, God found his place in us. We are living temples. We are living temples. Do you know that you carry God? no you don't sound like you carry god do you know that you carry god for real so you can say some people think so when we talk about the holy ghost is it about okay maybe if, if you are a pastor or you are a minister of the gospel that is when the holy ghost is now assigned to you that is when god can live in you no go back to John chapter 2 he said i will pour my spirit on all flesh all flesh That includes you. That includes you. You need to understand why that is important. Hallelujah. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Before Jesus came, we were Gentiles. Before Jesus came, we had no access to God. The Bible said that we were strangers to the commonwealth of Zion. Israelites were a special people blessed by God. And even in Israel, a lot of people, so many people did not have access to God. So we didn't even have a chance. Even in Israel, the people that the people that people God's spirit had interactions with were the priests, the prophets, and the king. The priest, the prophet, and the king. The priest's ministry was to make offering and intercede for the people of God. The prophet's work was to declare the voice of God the will of God concerning any individuals or a nation and to execute the judgment of God in that matter the assignment of the king was to administrate over a nation and even at that the spirit of God could not even dwell with them but because of Jesus Christ hey because of Jesus Christ because of jesus christ he made us to be able to access this common world to access this common world now i'm just going to move over i'm going to move over that scripture a little bit and let's look at a few characteristics of what god said would happen when the spirit of god rests upon you the first thing he said is what your sons and your daughters were what I'm not hearing you, household of David. Your sons and your daughters were what? How many people are parents in the house? Now I want you to understand something. When I say parents, I'm not just speaking about biological parents. You might have a ward under you. You might be paying someone school fees. You might not even be you might not have that association with blood, but you, are, you know that you are catering for someone. You are a guide to someone. How many people are, are parents in the house? Raise your hands hallelujah what the scripture is saying was that those people no matter how young they are the holy spirit wants to have interactions with them he does it doesn't matter even if they are as small as samuel when he was entering the temple the holy spirit wants to have interactions with them and i think that it's it's, it's time that we as parents start to be intentional about the, la- the way we handle our children the way we handle our words let me tell you something satan is not joking with our youths today he's not so many things are happening that we as the body of christ are not paying attention to there are so many ideas flowing ideas of relativism Relativism means that there's nothing bad, there's nothing good. It's the way I see that depends that it, it that it matters. Relativism. Their values are being broken down. So people don't our youths don't believe in, in, in school and in schools anymore. They don't believe in education anymore. They want to make God. I mean, they want to make money their God. Do I have a witness in the house? This is what Satan is doing. If you watch the cartoons of our days, you see all manners of strange ideas, gender twisted ideas, witchcraft being portrayed as things that are nice, things that are good. So that is what our children are facing today. But you that you are seated here right now, you remember when your father used to wake you up at five o'clock in the morning to pray? Do I have a witness in the house? You remember when your mother used to take you you know to church saturday morning and tell you you are following me yes you might have been dozing 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 but you you would doze but child, you will you will sleep in the place of prayer you remember on wednesdays or fridays that you used to fast you were young and you your maybe your father will tell you by 12 o'clock you will break your fast but this fast you will do that fast <laughs> do i have witnesses in the house the bible says train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it that's why you are here today So those are the things that we too need to be intentional about training our children. So when it's time for mercy encounters, don't leave them back home. When it's time for victory hour, don't leave them back home. The same faith that your parents gave you, raise your own children with them. Because God wants to do something mighty with them. So don't look at any child and say you are too small. You don't, you don't understand just stay at home and be watching cartoon no they are weapons in the hands of the lord and the god wants to use them to prophesy
1: the
0: ministration of the holy spirit does not know gender it does not know age the bible says old men shall what dream dreams and young men shall what see visions the difference between a dream and a vision a dream you are unconscious you are in a particular position you are still you might not be able to do so much and that's talking about our our elders that maybe you are in your in your in your later years and then maybe you are you're asking yourself how does god want to use me well, i want to remind you of Caleb when he was 85 years old And he told God and Joshua, give me this mountain. The Bible says he conquered that mountain. So, it doesn't matter what age you are. The Holy Spirit wants to have interactions with you. And if you are a young person, God is saying that you are going to have visions. A vision, you are conscious. You are alert. You know what is happening. And you are able to participate in that vision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you getting blessed this morning so what is the summary of all these things i'm saying don't neglect the holy spirit no don't think that he's just some theology that you know they taught us in church and i know that oh when the, when it comes to speaking in tongues when i speak that's the holy spirit that's not the holy spirit no speaking in tongues is a way to commune with the Holy Spirit and to hear what he is saying. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is our joker in these last days. Because it is God, he is God living in us, through us. The Bible calls him an intercessor. Romans chapter 8, for we know not how to pray as we ought, but the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Are you aware that someone is interceding for you? You might be saying, oh, I, 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 I I don't know so many pastors around me. Who is praying for me? But the Holy Spirit is interceding for you. He knows you by name. He knows what you are facing. He knows the next level that you are supposed to get to, and he's taking you by the hand and taking you to that level. he's taking you to that level in fact the way god has constructed it is so amazing do you know that the holy spirit is interceding you interceding for you on the earth then jesus is interceding for you in the heavens how can you fail (laughs) he ever lived to make intercession for us how can you fail how so do you see what i'm saying the holy spirit is your advantage Severally, when, went in fact and and the holy spirit is you know i'm sure we know he's a person right we know he's a person the holy spirit is is just so he's like i said he's so personal many times if i want to, it's interesting many times if i wake up around five and i'm praying and you know, you know, maybe when you just you're groggily, you get up and then you want to pray and you're saying, ah, bah, bah, dear Father, thank you. And the Holy Spirit will, say, will tell you, say you know you're not praying. How many of you have experienced that? Say, say you know you're not praying. In fact, <laughs> there are times that I have tried, I have been like that. Maybe when he tells me, you know you're not praying. And then I ignore, maybe I want to do something. He actually speaks into my ear. He says, David, I say, sir. You say, get up. I'll say, yes, sir. And I stand up. I want to tell you something very funny. And so, that, those are the things that you get to know that this Holy Spirit is your—I don't want to say your personal person because it looks somehow—but you get let me, it, something happened last week. Very, very funny. It's—I it's, mean, so I'm just being myself. There, there's a time last week I wanted to pray. I woke up. I had, I, I knew that I was supposed to stand up to pray, but I was so tired. I was so tired. You know, there was people saying, get up and pray. I was so tired. You won't believe something that happened to me. My wife gave me elbow in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> We've been married for more than 11 years. That has never happened. I mean I know that when you get elbow in your nose, you, nobody will tell you, get up and pray." <laughs> she doesn't know, I didn't tell her because I was so embarrassed. <laughs> like, Holy oh, be why must you give me elbow in my nose? <laughs> you know So that's the beauty of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost opens scriptures and shows you things, things that are, that are yet to come. I'm saying all these things because I want us to shift in our mindset from just taking the holy spirit as just um a theory that we have learned in church i want you i want you to start to take him as jesus christ described him your comforter your comforter your comforter finally i want us to read isaiah chapter 61 the ministry of the holy spirit the ministry of the holy spirit isaiah chapter 61 in fact there are times when i'm awake but i don't know how to pray and i'll ask god holy spirit please i don't know how to pray this thing i don't know it's not connecting the signal is weak and then the Holy Spirit will just being an antenna that will boost the signal hey can somebody give praise to God now, Isaiah chapter 61 the Bible says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach Part of our core values is sharing our faith boldly. If you think that you don't know how to speak to another person about what, about what to say to another person to lead that person to Christ, then I can tell you, just ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Don't think it too much. And anoint, give, anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. If you feel you are in any situation, that is like a prison. You've tried this way, you've tried this way, you've not been able to come out. Engage the Holy Ghost. That's his work. It's not your work. It's not your work. I'm saying it again. It's not your work. It is his work. Allow him to do his work. Verse 2. Verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn verse 3 to appoint unto them they, to, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion interestingly look at what this word is saying it did not say they are mourning in another place it said in Zion in Zion so the holy spirit is sent to outsiders people that do not know christ to bring them to the knowledge of christ that is his mission but if you are in zion the holy spirit is there to stop you from mourning to give you beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning do you see why our pastor pastor does not like a place being quiet and then you know whoever is on you know on the pulpit is ministry and i say praise the lord (laughs) hallelujah that's not in character with the holy ghost (laughs) do i have a witness in the house <laughs> god is not boring ooh. god is not boring ooh. god is not dull to so give them a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness hey! Hey, hey, hey. so when wait, if anything is trying to put heaviness on you tell them no devil i'm shaking it off I have a garment of praise. I'm not looking at whether I'm not married or I am married to someone that I don't like. I have a garment of praise. I have a garment of praise that you may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified, that God might be glorified. The whole Christian experience of your life is so that God will be glorified. I'll end this way. Jesus said that we are what? We are the salt of the earth. And we are the light of the world. Two things that salt does. Salt sweetens. Salt makes food delicious, exciting. That's who you are. So, wherever you are, you are meant It's like somebody likes food. Somebody is smiling in a Interesting. way. Wherever you are, you are meant to make that place beautiful, amazing, exciting. If things are not working, things should start working because you are there. And he says you are the light of the world. Who is the light of the world? How are we going to do that? By the Holy Spirit by listening to him, by walking with him, by learning from him. Now, as I close, if everything I am saying sounds strange to you, then let me introduce you to the first mission of the Holy Spirit. is to bring people to the person of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, that the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. The Holy Spirit does not convict you, the believer of sin, of, 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 sorry, he doesn't condemn you when you sin. He convicts the world of sin, righteousness, and of judgment. The Holy Spirit brings people to the place where they bow to the Lordship of Jesus. So everything I am I have said this morning, if it sounds strange to you, if it's like maybe I don't understand what this man is saying, how can you say somebody that I am not seeing is working with me, he's talking with me. Oh, I don't I don't get that. I want to say that maybe you need to know the person called Jesus Christ. People have turned the salvation story to something else. So people have, have made it look like. All I need to say is I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. No. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, Paul was saying, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I li- live, yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. The Holy Spirit brings people to the place where they know and receive the Lordship of Jesus and they are changed. That's the first step. It is when that has happened that the Holy Spirit can live in you and then can start ministering to you. Hallelujah. Can we rise up as we end this morning? Has somebody been blessed this morning? I want you to just take one minute right now, just one minute and I want you to say, Holy Spirit, thank you because you are in me i might have ignored you as a person maybe i've just anytime i've thought about you i have just thought about speaking in just trying to speak in a language i don't know or i've just tried to see how i can get things from you but i want you to have a discussion with the holy ghost right now as you are speaking with with the Holy Ghost just have that genuine sincere conversation with him have that genuine sincere conversation with him and I want you to ask him and tell him that Holy Spirit I want to know you more yes I might have known you to a particular level but there's so much more there's so much more that you have for me There's so much more that you have for me. And I want to press it. Holy Spirit, carry me. Holy Spirit, carry me. Can you sing that song to him I want you to sing it to, sing it to him sing it to him sing it to him no matter where you are
1: God has more
0: in store for you God wants to be involved in every part of your life so I want you to genuinely sing to him surrender everything in your life surrender everything in your life to him and just say carry me now Carry me now, carry me now. If you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, this is the right time for you. You can reach out the faith. If you have never spoken in the language of the Holy Ghost, reach out the faith and say, Holy oh, Spirit, carry me now. You have any worries that you have been thinking about? This is the time to drop them at his feet. This is the time to drop them at his feet and say, Holy Spirit, carry me. carry me, carry me, carry me. I'm tired of pretending, I'm tired of struggling. Carry me, carry me. Can somebody give God praise in the house? And that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, we'll be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go out and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you.
1: Stay